Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Stein is our national and presidential expert, kind enough to join us here on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota, and WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Uh, of course, he is a noted author. You can find his books at your favorite book location. And of course, the Iowa Politics Report and the Iowa Business Report come to us courtesy of KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, where he is not where today. You're on a, where, what TV station are you at right now in Iowa? Well, this is my new studio. Oh. This is what I do every day. Yeah. I mean, I, we brought in the TV lights. Uh, I got used to them at the caucuses, and I decided I just didn't want to miss the opportunity to uh, have uh, cameras uh, shadowing me uh, at every move. Your schedule opened up quite a bit, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, to answer the direct question, I'm in our Iowa Talking Point studio at Studio 5 at Mud Advertising in Cedar Falls. We're going to do a caucus in review show here after you and I are done with this conversation. And uh, yeah, I, I am fully aware as opposed to some um, blowhards in this state that uh, the caucuses are done. I have turned into a pumpkin and uh, they'll call me in three and a half years. Oh, and that's just, just fine with me. There are, they should have figured that out when they started chugging the syrup over in New Hampshire, you know, <laughs> it's, it's over. No more corn. It's not time to drink the syrup. What was hilarious was uh, right after Nikki Haley got done declaring that it was a two-candidate race, keep in mind she had just finished third, Yeah. okay, but she then went and did an interview in front of the podium, and the first station she talked to was WMUR in New England. So, I mean, she didn't even leave the room before she had shifted focus, but uh, no, it's been interesting. Um, I've just gotten used to these TV cameras, CNN, CNN International, Newsmax, uh, Fox News Channel. That was all uh, this week, and uh, and none of them measure up I'm a to guest. the fun of the Matt McNeil show. Well, I, I'm going to be a guest on a cable access show about squirrels, so, you know. <laughs> Are you in favor or against? Oh, I'm so – I love the squirrel. It's, a, it's, it's <laughs> nature's woodland creature of enjoyment. Uh, okay. I, uh, well, I thought you were going to say it was the other white meat, but that the, the reason uh, I mention all those things is again just to show how nuts this whole circus is. Mm-hmm. Um, that that people from all over the world want to know what's going on, and uh, again, you just have to have the attitude that says uh, thanks for coming. Uh, now take your cold weather with you. And now it's a traveling roadshow, and uh, and and so yeah, it's it's you know New Hampshire up next, and then uh, South Carolina. So and, and, well, you've got Nevada. It's even worse. Oh, Nevada's if want, right. If you want a clown show, oh. look at what happened in Nevada. The the DNC does not like caucuses. I mean, we we know that. That's not a surprise. That goes back to the Tom Perez days. You and I have talked about that. So the Democrats who have the majority in the legislature in Nevada said, "All right, we're going to have a presidential primary," and they enacted one. But the Republicans then got their noses out of joint and said, nuts to you. We don't want anything to do with your primary. We're going to have our own caucus two days after your primary. The primary is the 6th of February. The caucus is the 8th. And they said the only way that we'll apportion delegates is if you participate in the caucus. Now, I will ask you as a student of of politics and just common sense generally, if you are a presidential candidate, Matt McNeil is running for president as a Republican. Let that sink in for just a moment to show what a hypothetical this is. If you were told 
there's a primary and there's a caucus. And the only way you get delegates is to be involved in the caucus. Which of the two do you decide to participate in? I would actually probably do both just to dot oh, my eyes. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, the rule says one or the other. You have to choose. Well, then they you were very careful. Then you probably would want to do the caucus. If that's it, 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 at least it depends. I mean, I mean, does the, the state body overrule the Republican Party in the state? No, because, okay. again, it's it's you just as the party, you determine how your uh, delegates will be apportioned. And the party said the only way you're going to get delegates is if you do the caucus, you get to choose. Nikki Haley inexplicably chose the primary. Well, she, I think she's, go. I think she's hoping for a big boost after South Carolina or after New Hampshire. We'll have to see what happens on that. Yeah, well, it's, it's New Hampshire, then, then Nevada, 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 then South Carolina. So what I'm saying is she'll be coasting into South Carolina, winning a one candidate on the ballot primary. When the delegates went the other direction to anybody else, I, I'm not sure that's the best strategic move, but it's the one her team made. All right. I want to talk to you about something. Like I said, I, I didn't come up with this. I saw some other people talking about this, and I actually started coming around and saying, OK, wait, this is right. I, myself, you, a lot of other people have talked about the Iowa caucuses, mm-hmm. much like it was 2016, a full, fresh-faced group of people that were new were going to be there. That's not what we just had. Um, it wasn't like Tom Emmer was down there. It was Donald Trump. Donald Trump has claimed that he's still won the election. He has been running for this for three years. His supporters all think he's the president. He is acting like an incumbent. Now, he is not an incumbent. In 2020, right. he got 98 percent of the vote. I think Governor Well down there got one percent or a little bit more than one percent. But he overwhelming as the incumbent there. Right. This is not. Uh, this th- this Iowa caucus was far more like his incumbent race than the fresh face race. He wasn't a fresh face. He is he is beloved and he has got this base. I understand that there's a lot of people that try to come on out right away and sell 51 percent as, oh, well, look how great he did. I'm starting to look at that and say, wait a second here. How did you not get someone like 70, 80 percent? Because you've been running for this. You are a former president. You are acting as an incumbent. Your your followers act like an incumbent. And frankly, you should have done better than 51% considering all those things in line with you. And yet he only got 51%. Well, you're forgetting the 91 criminal charges and a few other things that uh, led people to perhaps look a different way. To put it into context, um, only twice in history during a contested primary or a contested caucus, only twice had the winner topped 40 percent. The high water mark was 45. So he set a record for the highest percentage in a contested caucus. And this was contested, quite obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not disputing your points about, quote unquote, incumbency. The largest margin of victory previously was 12 percentage points. He won by 30. OK, so by all measures, it's a huge win. But with and I was just asked that by someone else, somebody I think that, you know, um, well, that means 59 or 49 percent voted against him. OK, where would the DeSantis supporters go if not for DeSantis? It would be Trump. Trump. OK, so take his 21 percent and add it to the 51. Now you're at 72. Ramaswamy got about 8 percent. Well, now he's endorsed Trump. So now you're up to 80 percent. I mean, realistically, um, nobody's ever done this level now. Can the Haley people and the DeSantis people, because, you know, there's been no love lost, 
Are they going to be able to mend fences and support him if he's the ultimate nominee? That's the real challenge. But here's something that's really interesting about the Haley effort. And it's something that that I bet we talk about next Wednesday, uh, right after the New Hampshire primary. And it is this. A lot of Democrats, because there was no race in Iowa, crossed over and they interviewed some people in Johnson County. That's Iowa City, or as I call it, the People's Republic of Johnson County. It's the only one of the Iowa counties that did not go for Trump. Yes. And Haley won by one vote. So, you know, your cousin Fred and uh, cousin Bertha living out there near Solon in rural Johnson County who decided to skip it, well, could have made a difference. But I don't know if you have cousins, but, you know, I'm just wondering how many, you know, it only took two to give them a clean sweep. But they, the newscast interviewed a woman who said that she was a lifelong Democrat, and was still a passionate Democrat. But she crossed over and became a Republican for a night because she wanted to, quote, vote against Donald Trump one extra time, unquote. And she caucused for Haley. Now, you get to New Hampshire. You don't have to change your party registration. You simply say, I'm a Democrat. The party has disavowed sanctioning this primary. Biden is not on the ballot. Uh, we don't want to participate, with all due respect to Dean Phillips and Marianne Williamson. They just show up as a registered Democrat, say, give me a red ballot and get a chance to vote against Trump one more time. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that, I think, hugely. And it's going to propel Haley because that's the logical person to vote for. If you're one of those who wants to engage in those shenanigans. And by the way, Republicans have done it to Democrats in the past. So mm-hmm. it's not anything I'm not picking on a party here. I, I want to go back to the, the caucus thing, though, because you, sure. you bring up about DeSantis and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and stuff like this. And yeah, mm-hmm. undeniably. But still, they did not. Trump did not get those votes um, that night. Right. The, probably the most comparable of, of this. And, and, and it's, it's hard. I went back to Carter 1980. That is mm-hmm. when that is when uh, Ted Kennedy was putting up a challenge to Carter. I was on January 21st that year. Um, Carter. Uh, got 59.16% of the vote, um, you know, and Kennedy got uh, 31. So when you look at the numbers, Carter did better versus Kennedy than Trump did uh, against, you know, uh, DeSantis and Haley, uh, just when you look at those numbers. And once again, not a perfect comparison because Carter was the incumbent at that point, but Trump has played himself out here. The sure. narrative after 1980 was, boy, oh boy, the Democrats are split, the Democrats are broken, the Democrats are wrong. Look at this. Uh, almost over a third have basically you know, abandoned Carter and are going to Kennedy. This time, you, and once again, we can make a strong argument that this was more like a 2020 caucus than a 2016 caucus. The fact is the narrative was very different. It's, oh, well... Trump, magnificent win. You know, there's DeSantis and Haley actually pulled more than Kennedy did against Carter back then. And once again, you do. You're right. New Hampshire and and Nikki Haley has done. It seems to have done a pretty good job campaigning there. Uh, Nevada is a mess. But then you're going to go to South Carolina where Haley's going to put a pretty big fight there. I just do not see Trump, even within the Republican Party, having the support that his campaign is putting out there, the Republican Party is putting out there. It's just he should have done a lot better 
I'm not saying he should have done exactly like an incumbent. Once again, this is this it's not an exact comparison. But he should have done a lot better considering the, the status of what we're looking at. I mean, I try to think about, and there's no numbers on this. I think, wasn't it Roosevelt? Teddy Roosevelt ran, didn't run, and then he ran against Taft and Wilson. And, right. You know, it was, right. Uh, it was the bull moose party. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just – but there's nothing about that. I couldn't find anything about what comparison, because that would probably be the locus, the, the next comparison, then going back to Cleveland who ran after he lost his term. But it doesn't happen that often. I, I just right. think that – I think presenting this as, wow, look at how great Donald Trump did. I don't think he did that well, considering how he played himself out, how the party played himself off. And this is a former president running for the presidency again. But 91 pending criminal charges. But January 6th. But claims of uh, election fraud. All of those. This is why if you if you're DeSantis. You're just sitting there scratching your head saying, I did everything I was supposed to do. Because here's the playbook, right? You go to all 99 counties. He did that. He was not the only one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's but, the, that's but, the play in Iowa. Okay. You go to every county. You get a popular office holder to endorse you. He did that. Yep. You get the evangelical leaders to endorse you. Yep. He did that. Yeah. He did everything he was supposed to do. And he did not get – and Trump got more than half of the evangelical vote. Okay, so the point is that you're dealing with an individual who is rewriting the book, love him or hate him. He's the most significant political phenomenon, with the possible exception of Barack Obama in the past 50 years. Well, and here's so you can't you you can't we want to make we want to make some logical sense of it. And there's too many wild cards there. The and, and, and like you said, it's he's going to win. But he's going to create a huge problem for the Republicans. Entrance poll for ABC on uh, 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 Trump, uh, if he's convicted, 64% of Republican caucus goers in Iowa, 64% said yes, they'd still support him. But 31% said they wouldn't. And when you look at the margins of Georgia, 0.2, Arizona, Wisconsin, 0.6, Pennsylvania, 0.7, North Carolina, 1.7, Michigan, 2.6, Nevada, 2.7, Florida, 3.4. You and I love love this kind of stuff. I love the numbers and the stuff behind this. I really do. Yeah. It, it this is this is trouble. Now I'm going to tell you what we're going. I can tell we're running up against the clock here, but we're going to have to take a break here. I want you to come back and talk about that because if 31 percent of his, the Republican Party bails on him, this is over, and there's just nothing he can do about it at that point. Jeff Stein joining us with his usual Wednesday visit to talk about pro- presidential politics. We'll get more with him when we do come back. It is the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950 and WCPT 820. Show on your Wednesday, Jeff Stein with his usual Wednesday visit, going and talking politics. I, I want to, if I can, I, I'm piggyback on what I mentioned before the break, which was that if he's convicted, uh, basically a third of the voters in Iowa have said that they are going to abandon him. But a Des Moines Register a poll of Republican caucus voters, actual Republicans, said 75, 71 percent would vote for Trump if it was Trump versus Biden, but 11 percent of them said if it was those two people, 11% of Republican caucus voters by the Des Moines uh, poll said they would vote for Biden. I Okay, I'm seeing enough here to say to myself, this whole notion that Trump is running away with it, that it, Biden, it another term for Trump is a, a given, is, is that's just not there. It's smoke and mirrors. 
And even within, we're talking his base. We're not talking mm-hmm. suburban moms that went with Biden back in 2020. We're talking his base is already showing major signs of cracking. I, I, going back to your point about DeSantis I mean, and Haley, it's like, what do I have to do here at this point to kind of shake these people off? It's, it's that consummate trap the Republicans have gotten themselves into. Well, but what's going on is that you have DeSantis and Haley just sitting there in case. You know, it's sort of like, uh, in case the starting pitcher falters, I'm going to be here and be ready because there's it makes no sense otherwise at this point for some. Now, something that you just said, and I want to be really clear, there's a big distinction between election and nomination. Yeah. All right. There is an awful lot of talk about no way anyone's going to beat him for the nomination. And given how it lays out at the moment, I would have to say probably that's right unless there is something new that comes up between now and the time of the convention. But the general election, that's a whole different issue. And I have tried to tell my Republican friends who talk about how uh, Joe Biden might be infirm and the policy is bad or whatever, you you know the line, right? And they say, "Ah, Trump's just going to come through and just sweep. Well, I say to them two things. One, you told me that four years ago and it didn't happen. Second, if you then retort and say, ah, but it was stolen, my answer is, if in fact it was stolen as you believe, what has been done to change anything for 2024? And the answer is nothing. So mm-hmm. the point is, all of these folks who think that he's going to cruise to the nomination, probably will. Going to cruise to election? There's way too many things to suggest that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And so again, well, look at the, the folks who said there was going to be such a red wave in 2022. <laughs> What were they basing that on? Yeah, good. You know, <laughs> uh, they, same well, polls, same polls that we're supposed to be listening to now. Ex- well, exactly. And 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 to be fair on the 33 percent that say that if he yeah. gets convicted, he has been convicted. He's already had fraudulent with his his charities. He E.G. Gene Carroll. He's guilty there. He's guilty of the bank fraud in New York. That was just a, a, a punishment phase he's going through. It hasn't phased their vote right now. And so, I mean, I think that there is a lot of people who is like when when put a microphone in front of your face and it's like, well, if he's guilty of of trying to start a riot on January 6th, would you vote for him? And it's like, oh, no. But the reality is, I think that he could be found guilty of that. And I think most of those people will say, well, but he was justified. And so I don't know if that number is legit, legit either. Here's the number that was interesting to me. There was an entrance poll that said that the percentage of people who wanted substantial change in the country or, in essence, blow the whole thing up, and you combine those numbers, it was this massive number. And they're voting for a guy who served as president for four years. And it just, again, most of them say we want huge change, and so we're going to seek the guy who was in the office for four years. I just don't even know how to square that. Well, and, and yeah, it's they're kind of lost, which does bring up New Hampshire next, which yeah. is... You know, Haley has done a better job of laying a foundation there. And yeah. I, I just you know, the way that Iowa lays out, I think Trump and a DeSantis are going to work better. I'm actually surprised Vivek Ramaswamy lasted as long as he did there. But, um, you know, you go well, to you the, can do a lot when you're self-funded. Well, true. Uh, as you well know. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love Twinkies? Uh, but <laughs> the. When you, I, I was surprised Christie dropped out because New Hampshire was probably going to go better for him on the East Coast. Haley has done a better job of laying the foundation there. Does you know? I mean, it's Trump's going to get that fifty, fifty-five, sixty percent of the vote. I just see that again 
But do you think that DeSantis, who that Southern charm is not going to fly up in North Carolina uh, in, uh, in New Hampshire? I, I I just do not see a way that that DeSantis holds on for two there. I think it's going to be Nikki Haley for sure at two. Oh, I, I don't think there's any question. And the, that's why it's interesting that Christie got out because DeSantis would have finished fourth. And did you see that yes. the DeSantis pack is now laying people off? Yeah, that's always a good sign. Not when, the not the not the white boot polishers. <laughs> you know, we just we, you know, I mean, we, it, times are tough all over, Matt. And sometimes you just have to cut, and and it hurts. And losing the white boot polishers uh, could could be part of it. Nancy Sinatra could not be reached for comment. Oh, that's a beautiful <laughs> reference. And you kids who are too young to get that, go Google it. It's uh, tremendous reference by your host there. Uh, but I, I think that you know she's. How close does she make it? Do you, you know, and once again, we're just we're it's this is like football speculation at this point. But I mean, it's considering what you saw in Iowa, you saw the layout, you saw the teams, you saw the commitment, you saw the volunteers, you saw that all on the ground. Now let's move that to New Hampshire, where Haley's going to do better. Do you think that this is going to tighten up at all? Well, sure, but it's because of the fact that Democrats will vote on a Republican ballot. It doesn't have yeah. anything to do with ground game. It doesn't have anything to do with anything other than, hey, I get another chance to vote against Trump. Sign me up. Because, again, if that many people did it in Iowa when they had to go through stuff like changing party registration, et cetera, in the cold, have to do anything in the cold, too, it should be noted. I mean, that yes, was that was I mean, when you look at 56,000 people showing up I and mean, that was down a little bit. But I mean, it's the weather did play a pretty big role there. Well, it, it played it played a role and that hurt her. Because yeah. her supporters were not the rank-and-file Republican uh, who, who supported DeSantis or Trump. And so that's why she's going to do tremendously well in New Hampshire. But, again, is that a real fair test, given that you're going to have a lot of independents and Democrats who say, uh, I want to get in there and uh, pull a few shenanigans, which they have the right to do. That was the rules. Moonbeam Williamson's not going to do anything. Dean Phillips, do you think he survives New Hampshire, or do you think it, it, this whole vanity project of his comes crashing down fairly quickly, I think? I, you know, I, I can't imagine. I, I don't know what's what's driving it now. I don't know where the money <laughs> exactly. is. I don't know. I mean, is is he going to win the Nevada primary as the only candidate again? You know, I mean, it's um, it's a nice effort. And uh, he's keeping some uh, consultants and uh, coffee shops afloat, and, and good for him. Uh, Jeff Stein, once again, the Iowa Politics Report gets posted a little bit later on. Find his books. They're fantastic. And, uh, Jeff, we will talk to you next week. Thank you much. Hour you two bet. for Minneapolis-St. Paul. That's up next.